Welcome to the Words of Grace podcast. In these podcasts, we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermons at Grace Community Church to our lives as followers of Jesus. From time to time, we're also going to address other topics as it's helpful for us as we consider how to live our faith out in our world. Our desire and our hope is that the Word of God would press into your everyday life. Good afternoon. Today is January the 29th, and I'm with Scott Patty for a Words of Grace podcast. It is the 29th, and good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing, sir? A month of 2024 is almost gone. That's right. That's right. On Mm -hmm. to February. Here we are. Yeah. We had a good weekend this past weekend for the youth. Yeah. Yeah, We had, for those that, you know, maybe listening to this and are not at Grace, or maybe you come to Grace and you're just not aware, but we had what's called a Night of the Arts Mm -hmm. for our youth ministry, which they get to come and kind of share some of their artistic ability, and Mm -hmm. it's a fun time. Very, not only fun, they're very talented. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good good thing to see. Yeah. And the the joy that they had in in using what God gave them to create things. Yeah. Josh, our youth pastor, will always show us, you know, videos. And I look at that, I'm like, that was so not my youth group. Y'all are way more talented than my youth group. <laughs> like, I don't think many people would have watched our Night yeah. of the Arts show. So. No, that's that's correct. We had courage, but yeah. not much talent. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They have both. Yeah, that's right. Well, it was a good weekend to mm-hmm. celebrate with our youth. and um, But we were here on Sunday, back yeah. in the book of Isaiah, mm-hmm. talking about idolatry. Mm. So um, before you give us a little bit of an overview of the sermon, I want to ask you one question, Mm because here we are. uh, We were in chapter 43 on Sunday, and Mm -hmm. we've kind of been a long way. So in Isaiah, if you look back, Scott, in... 44. Oh, we're in 44. Sorry, 44. Um, If you look back at all of the sermons so far up to this Mm -hmm. point, what's something that has really stood out to you? I feel like when you... I I feel like, because we talk a lot, when you preach, there's always one or two themes that really yeah. jump out at you. What's something that has stood out to you as we've been walking through this book? Mm-hmm. Um, the one I'll mention, of course, obviously several themes uh, are coming to my mind, but the one I'll mention is the absolute sovereignty of God. Mm. Now, how do, how do I say that? The, the whole way the book is, it works mm-hmm. communicates God's sovereignty. So Isaiah, <clears throat> I believe, is the sole author of the book of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And that means, and, and, and yet, <clears throat> uh, you, you, we get in the book of Isaiah a time span mm-hmm. that begins in Isaiah's lifetime, but expands beyond his, life, his lifetime. Mm-hmm. So if he's the sole author, then that means he's, he's writing about things in his day, and then he's writing about things that are to come, yeah. the exile. And then he's writing about something else that is to come, the return from the exile. And then he's writing about something else that is to come, and that is the new heaven and the new earth. Right. And and even before that, he's writing about Christ coming. So, the the thing, the, the way the book works, that that one author is writing from a place in history about events that will occur over seven hundred years, and then beyond that into the new heaven and the new earth, mm-hmm. tells me God is sovereign. Right. And the the powerful thing about that, even in relation to Sunday's text, which is Isaiah forty four, beginning. In verse six and following, uh, the thing that that is so interesting is that's exactly what the Lord says is going on. Right. He says, "I tell you, the things of the past, the things that are to come, not a idol, 
Mm-hmm. I declare that. Right. And of course, we see the practical way he did it <clears throat> with Isaiah in that he gave Isaiah uh, prophecies that would take place beyond Isaiah's lifetime. Yeah. So th- that's just one way. And then we're going to see this coming Sunday when we get to um, Cyrus uh, who of Persia who will um, who will defeat the Babylonians, who will defeat everybody, and then who will start returning back to Jerusalem, yeah. the, the Jewish people, and God says, I did that. Yep. That's me. Right. So all these kinds of ways, not, not only the way the book works, but specific messages in the book of Isaiah have just brought to surface again in my mind the, yeah. the, the absolute sovereignty, mm-hmm. the control, the power, the purposefulness of God in the whole world. Yeah. And uh, that's encouraging. Yeah, it's challenging to get my head around, right? But it's encouraging in my own life and in, and in the in the world events that we are going through today. Yeah, yeah. How about you? What what are what's something that stood out to you as we've been that, yeah. to to date as we've gotten mm-hmm. this far? I feel like that in mo- a lot of the chapters that you have been pre- that are in Isaiah that you've been preaching through, there's these moments in the chapter where there might be a harsh word from the Lord mm-hmm. or a, a warning. And which comes with a little bit of firmness, mm-hmm. but right after that, it's like this reminder of his grace. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even this past week we were talking about idolatry and then he's like, but remember, mm-hmm. remember this, like, <clears throat> yeah. I've redeemed you. I've rescued you. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just think that that is just amazing to see God's love, even when we don't measure up. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, I, I've talked to a lot of guys at grace about Isaiah you know, recently is that, when you read the Old Testament, you often think harsh, unkind, not loving God. Mm-hmm. But you see it all through Isaiah. No, this is a gracious God. Mm-hmm. And I just I think it's been neat to see that through the book of Isaiah. Well, that's good. And I'll, I'll go with that just another minute here. I would encourage people who are reading mm-hmm. back through the book of, uh, of Isaiah or starting it, you will notice mm-hmm. in Isaiah often this happens, this back and forth mm-hmm. of judgment and grace judgment and grace judgment and grace and so it goes to what you're saying it's a it's it's a, maybe a key to understanding isaiah mm-hmm. is uh, in isaiah when it comes to god's people israel judah the the judgment we think of, you know we think of final judgment condemnation judgment the judgment of god against his people mm-hmm. is a disciplining them right a purging Mm-hmm. Of idolatry and those sorts yeah. of things. So, but then it's grace, judgment, grace, yeah. and and so just keep that in mind that yeah. you say, man, it feels like it's going back and forth. That's because it is. Yeah. To just to get to your point, yeah. to remind the people that they are God's people and He loves them. Yeah, yeah. So, been great themes. Well, um, for our time, let's let's start with a little bit of an overview from the sermon on Sunday. Give yeah. us a, a little bit of a recap. Well, we were in Isaiah 44, uh, beginning in verse 6 through uh, 23. <clears throat> and um, uh, again, God is establishing the fact that He's absolutely sovereign. He, yeah. he is the sole and absolute God. And He mm-hmm. just starts with that big statement, you know, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Bring your idols and see if they can do what I do. They can't, and I'm testifying that I am the mm-hmm. sole, S-O-L-E, sole yep. only and and complete absolute God. Yeah. And then <clears throat> the next part, he uh, scorns mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. the the idol makers and their idols. Yeah, and basically shows the futility and the foolishness of mm-hmm. of uh, using a, a block of wood. Uh, he uses that as example. The carpenter. He talks about the ironsmith and the carpenter, but he does a lot more with the carpenter. Just is a good good uh, visual of the yeah. foolishness of idolatry. He says, you know, a carpenter he takes the same tree and right. half of it he burns for his his fire and his food you know to, to cook his food over and the other half he makes his idol how foolish is that you can throw the idol in the fire too and it's gone right it's 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 a waste it's it, it's futile and so he's, he's saying don't don't do this you know pay attention discern that this thing you've got in your hand that you've made that you is a projection of yourself that is so valuable to you and you think that's where you're going to get everything you need out of life out of that thing that you've made guess what not only will it burn up in the fire it's a lie yeah and then he goes right back in, as you were saying, to his graciousness to say, yeah. remember this. Remember who I am. R- remember I'm with you. Yeah. Remember that I'm your God. Yeah. And return to me. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was the overview. Yeah. Um, God's sovereignty and the foolishness of idolatry mm-hmm. and God's grace. Yeah. There's two. And I have a question that we'll get to, but the two points that, that I really enjoyed from the sermon in talking about the idolatry that they were, you know, seeing all around them that, you know, Isaiah is revealing to them how tiring it is mm-hmm. and how weary it is. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't fulfill. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, and now I loved how you pointed that out uh, from the text. But then also when he says, no, remember this mm-hmm. and how you talked about that's all the way back. Like he's mm-hmm. calling to mind everything Every, yeah. that he's done up to this point. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that. We've talked about this a lot of times. Like even when you're in hard times, it's good to go back to remember what he has done mm-hmm. and to see his faithfulness because sometimes in the moment of discipline or the moment of hardship, it's hard to remember him working. But yeah. when you look back, yeah. you see him working, right? Yeah. 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 So enjoy yeah. that. So here's a question that I have that someone gave to me is that obviously when you look in this text and you see the idolatry, it's they're making wooden figurines and mm-hmm. it's easy to go, well, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. That, that is bad. Or even in today's time, you know, whatever it is, you know, sexual morality, whatever. Well, yeah, that's bad. We got to get rid of that. That's mm-hmm. obviously not a good idol. But sometimes there are things in our lives that might be gifts from God that are good things that we can elevate to the level of idolatry. Okay. So my question is, how do we know when we're elevating a good thing, like whether it's a spouse or a relationship or finances to a mm-hmm. level that we we need those things and we don't need to chunk them out to the street and get rid of them. Yeah. But how do we know they, they're being elevated to a level that's maybe in the realm of idolatry? How do we know that? Okay. Well, I'm sure there's a lot we could say, but I guess one of the things I would say is when, whenever we take a good thing Mm-hmm. that is not in and of itself an idol, mm-hmm. but we start to use it to in demand of it, expect of it, to give us more than it was designed to give mm-hmm. and to be for us more than it was designed to be, I would think that would be a good sign that mm-hmm. we've elevated it to a status Mm-hmm. Of, uh, of 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 near deity, yeah. or almost you know, or of deity, you know. It, right. it, it so only God. Let, let's, so let's go back. What yeah. only God is to be submitted to because only right. God is God. Only God can save us because only God is God. Um, only God can give us the things that as humans we need because only God is God. Yeah. And so it's not that we come to God to just get stuff from Him. 
it's that it's that there's only one God, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> but He is also gracious, and He does. He, there are things that we that we gain when mm-hmm. we submit and worship the one living and true God. Purpose in life, mm-hmm. not ours, His. Like, what right. is His purpose for mankind? How do we? How do we? How are we involved in His purpose? Yeah. Um, the soul, the the life of the soul was made for God. Mm-hmm. The life of the soul and the life of God in the, in the soul of man is mm-hmm. a, is the title of a book. And and it and it means that we were created for to be filled with God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's yeah. Jesus reconciles us to God through His death on the cross for those things. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose it's possible to take anything that is a good thing in yeah. this world, relationally or you know experientially, work or whatever, mm-hmm. money, these good things that God gives us. I suppose it's possible for us to start to. Um, expect from them mm-hmm. those things that only God gives. Yeah. My meaning in life comes from being accepted by these people. Yeah. My meaning in life comes by accumulating this kind of wealth, or my mm. me, my you know my satisfaction of soul comes from this experience. Mm-hmm. That I think th- those are not things that anything can provide except right. God. Yeah. That would to me be yeah. elevating a good thing to the place of of God and yeah. therefore it would be called idolatry. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, when you're talking about this, I kind of think of when Jesus said, you know, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Mm-hmm. It's like looking to those things for that rest, yeah. for that satisfaction. Right. Yeah. Now, now <clears throat> one thing that we can do in life is to receive the things that God has given us mm-hmm. and always acknowledge that they're from him. Yeah. And therefore, the good things they provide, we can receive and be grateful for, knowing they came from Him. Yeah. So if there's a if there's a a good um, relationship mm-hmm. that is that is within the realm of God's will, um, I can be very happy for that. Right. And receive it, and receive all the good from it, and mm-hmm. enjoy it, mm-hmm. acknowledging it's it's a gift from God. Right. Versus. I'm going to demand of it the things I need, yeah. as if there is no God and there's no other place to receive what I right. need. Right. Yeah. You know, money is a is a great yeah. example. Yeah. Well, that's good. So here's another question to follow mm-hmm. up, and this can maybe end our time. But let's say someone's listening and they're like, you know what? I'm acknowledging that maybe that good thing I've kind of been demanding from it, mm-hmm. what I'm not supposed to be demanding. What's next? Like, I'm, I'm thinking like, let's say I'm a my job has become so important. I'm become a workaholic. I'm trying to receive my satisfaction from mm-hmm. it. Does that mean I quit my job tomorrow? I mean, well, yeah. How would you say there's some good things that respond to that yeah, acknowledgement? Okay. Well, I, no, I would not encourage one to quit their job. Yeah, um, I, I would. I would say that you you just change your mindset. Okay. Let, let's be clear. If something is bad, like yeah. sinful, right, you get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. But a job is a gift. Yeah. So if you feel like you've put all of the weight of your life onto your job and you've now forgotten that the job was a gift from God and that really all the weight of your life is on God and in the job you just to receive and enjoy and use if you've forgotten that it's not that you quit your job it's that you change your mindset right in in my that's my thinking about right. it and <clears throat> of course there are times when someone might have to quit a job so there's always a what if a what right, if right, we go right, down the road right. but generally speaking a job is a good thing. Yeah. And so you should say, oh, I received this. This yeah. is good work. Hard work, good work, provide, you know, provides yeah. my needs, provides my family. Thank the Lord. Yeah. My mindset shift is I'm just not going to worship it. Yeah. And demand of it to, to meet 
needs that it's not supposed to meet. It's supposed right. to give me an outlet for expressing my my God-given creativity and ability to work, and it's supposed to provide my needs. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to give me ultimate satisfaction. Right. Yeah. And and so, you know, God is that. Right. And so yeah. I would say just let's maybe work on the mindset change <clears throat> so that we see all the good things in life as a gift from God. We receive them as such. We keep mm-hmm. them where they belong. We we don't demand out of them what only God can can give. And then we keep we keep them. Yeah, <laughs> we right. keep keep at them. Our jobs, our families, yeah. our yeah. yeah. I was going to say money a moment ago. I mean, money. Yeah. If you, if you feel like you've idolized money because you're greedy, which Colossians three says greed amounts to idolatry. If you feel like that, you don't. The 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 point is not to not have any money, right? Because you still got to eat. And yeah. have a house. Pay bills, that kind of The yeah. point is yeah. to repent of your idolatry and start seeing money differently. Right. And don't let it grip you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I think, too, what I'm hearing you even say, Scott, is like those good things are gifts from God to be used for His glory. Yes. So, like, I, I, it's so in some ways, like to chunk those things would be like, well, but they're a gift from the Lord. Yeah. Take them, put them in the right place, mm-hmm. and use them to bring Him glory. Yeah. It's just, like you said, it's a, it's a reshifting of your mindset rather than a, Again, you can play the what if game. There might be certain circumstances where you might need to move and change professions, but in in large, it's, yeah, that's let's, right. Let's reshift my mindset. That's right. And repent and trust in the Lord and seek forgiveness where I need to seek forgiveness. And yeah, yeah. So the difference between uh, you know reading back, going back to Isaiah forty four, where we were on Sunday, and you got this <clears throat> image of a carpenter. He selects his tree and he uses part of it to make a fire so he can warm himself and cook his food and uses the other part to make an idol. Okay, it's the difference between worshiping a tree and stewarding a tree. So the tree's a gift. You receive the tree, mm-hmm. you cut it down, you steward it, right. you, you use it mm-hmm. for, what it, for, for purposes that provide good needs. You just don't worship it. Right. So if we could understand, maybe that will help us in this mm-hmm. this. How do you? What do you do if you think you've made a good thing an idol? No, you don't. You just learn to steward the gifts of God, versus worship them. <clears throat> versus worship them. So, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, great, wonderful sermon. I would encourage those that weren't able to listen to go back and listen to it, and and even I would say listen to the sermon because you even give us like. I thought it was helpful to the beginning, giving us like, hey, if you want some context, go read these portions of Scripture. It would be really yeah, helpful. Yeah. So even go read those. Um, and hopefully this is a, a good text to discuss in your small groups, community groups, yep. at the dinner table with your family. So thank you again, and we'll be back in Isaiah this week. Okay. All right.